Welcome to the Hormone Lifestyle Zone. I'm your host, Meg Ricci, and this podcast series is about demystifying hormonal issues and various ailments that are plaguing women today. I'm super excited about today's episode, and I want to dedicate it to all women that are right now thinking about having a child, or women that have been trying to have a child for several years unsuccessfully. I'd like you to know that maybe this episode will give you the answers that you need so you can go along to have a healthy baby. In today's episode, modern day stress, an unintentional form of birth control. But I'd like to add a subtitle or a subtext to that too. And the other part is, if we want to create extraordinary babies, let's first start by creating extraordinary mothers. I love working with women in the area of fertility. And I love helping women along that path to becoming moms. So uh, women that have been trying for years and looking for a natural approach to IVF, I've worked with so many of them. I've worked with women that have experienced recurrent miscarriages, chemical pregnancies, failed IVF cycles, failed IUIs. And we started to work together over a period of months, and these women have gone on to have healthy children. And you're going to hear me say healthy babies, and I think you'll have an understanding of why that is so important and valuable to me. I've also worked with women that have had to use donor sperm because their husbands had fertility issues. I've also worked with an incredible amount of single women who've decided that they wanted to be moms and they were doing it on their own. And my commitment is it's really about optimizing a woman's health so that she can have a healthy baby. And healthy babies are my thing. And I say to all my clients, whether it's in the uh, introductory phone call or when they first come into my office, I say that your baby is my client and you're the vessel for that baby. So according to the CDC, about 10% of women, that's a little over 6 million in the United States, are having difficulty getting and staying pregnant. And these are women between the ages of 15 and 44. I don't really know anyone at 15 trying to have a baby, but it's an interesting part of uh, the statistic. And 20 to 30% of infertility patients have been diagnosed with unexplained infertility. And those are a lot of the clients that I see in my office. And nearly 6% of women with unexplained infertility issues have celiac. And that's, a, that's really a big problem and something that's been overlooked, I feel, in fertility for many women. So during this episode, I'll be sharing factors that can be impacting a woman's conception. And by the end of this podcast, you're going to have a deeper understanding of why it's crucial for every woman to follow some type of preconception program that will prepare her and her partner for an optimal pregnancy while reducing her risk for postpartum depression. I never look at a woman as being infertile. I want to figure out why she's not getting pregnant. And I say to so many women, you're trying to have a child. What would it be like if you were to right now pretend that you're pregnant, act like you're pregnant. 
What would be the daily lifestyle choices you would make? What would be the foods that you would be eating each day in your diet? How would you be looking at the cosmetics that you use and the household cleansers? How would you be cleaning up the plate? How would you also be looking at what are the stressors that I can take out of my life? So when we think in those terms, and I've said that to a lot of women during this process of working together, act as if you're pregnant and look at the choices that you're making. Because when you choose, when a woman chooses to nurture and prioritize herself, then she increases her chances for bringing a healthy child into this world. And also, I think it's a great way so that women don't go into pregnancy and kind of like in a cold turkey way. They're kind of preparing themselves so it's not this, um, and I've seen this happen repeatedly, where people, women suddenly get pregnant and they have to immediately make these uh, lifestyle changes and they're doing a 180 in their, in their lives. So I want to tell you a little background of, or give you some background of how I got to work in the area of fertility with women. I started um, practicing as an acupuncturist back in 1995, and I was about five years into practice, and I started getting referrals from personal trainers and um, Fitness is a really big part of my life. When I was in New York, I used to um, lecture a lot at various health clubs, including Equinox. And I was getting a lot of referrals from dancers. I treated a lot of dance companies when I was up in New York. And they were referring friends and, and relatives. And these women, just by acupuncture, were able to have healthier retrievals in their IVF cycles, women that were having recurrent miscarriages were finally holding a pregnancy, and women that had been struggling with unexplained fertility issues for years were suddenly, finally getting pregnant. But I started noticing that there were certain lifestyle markers and choices that they were making, and I really feel that these things were contributing to why they were having such difficulty getting pregnant. And as I said before, modern day stress has become an unintentional form of birth control. So the type of stressors that I was seeing were women that were eating on the run, skipping meals, a lot of women skip breakfast, eating a lot of refined carbs, working 10 plus hours daily, stressful jobs that they were taking home, many women sleep deprived, a lot of women actually working out excessively. They're a bit of a warrior at the gym. And too much caffeine and too little time for themselves. And this bell went off in my head. And I, really, I realized that I had to start immersing myself in a better understanding of hormones from a Western perspective and really looking at food. Because food is medicine. And in Chinese medicine, food is the foundation that we use and then we build upon that uh, acupuncture and herbs, but everything starts with food. And for me, it really doesn't matter how many herbs or supplements or acupuncture I give someone unless I'm addressing what a woman is eating and also paying attention to detoxification, and I'll go into that in a little while, is the most important, those two things are really crucial and they're very important. And I found that when I focused on what women were eating, how they were eating, when they were eating, and supporting that, I was using less herbs. 
and um, less supplements, but still coupling it with acupuncture because acupuncture is so profound. It actually enhances blood flow to the uterus, to the ovaries. It really helps to create a thick uterine lighting to hold um, a healthy pregnancy. So what I've been seeing is that most or many women today are just living in a chronic, low-grade, continuous stress state. And that is part of the problem. So when we're under stress, we're releasing a hormone called cortisol. And cortisol is kind of like a conductor that is leading an intricate orchestration of hormones that pour forth into your system. And unfortunately, the stress response reallocates blood flow away from your reproductive organs. It takes blood flow away from your digestion. And it diverts hormones down stress pathways. And a really important hormone that we're looking at is progesterone. Progesterone is the precursor to cortisol, but it's also a really important hormone that holds a pregnancy. And what's also happening when we're under stress, we're shunting nutrients down stress pathways. We're compromising what we need to support a healthy reproductive cycle, to support ovulation, and to support a healthy luteal phase. So when we're in a stress response, our body perceives this as being in a survival mode. And when your body is in survival mode, it's shunting nutrients away from your reproductive cycle and your digestion because pro procreation, having a child is not a priority. It's all about you being able to escape from that tiger. And that tiger today is modern day stress. What I love about Chinese medicine is this beautiful gift, this beautiful tool. We're able to actually feel, there are like three positions on the left and right wrist, and they have different levels of, um, in the pulse. That, there are different levels to that where you can feel the quality of a pulse. In the pulses, I can tell whether or not a woman is physically ready to get pregnant, if she's able to hold a pregnancy, if she's depleted, and I can also feel if a woman is pregnant. And that is a wonderful, wonderful, glorious feeling. And I usually wait until they have the blood test to uh, confirm that. But when I was in New York, I would, I had, um, would get a lot of referrals from the fertility clinics. And many of these women would come in right before they would have a uh, transfer from an IVF uh, or for an IVF. And a lot of these women would just come in right before the transfer, and then I'd never see them again. And I could feel in their pulse how depleted they were. And it made me very sad because I knew they weren't going to be able to hold that, that IVF cycle. So I really recommend that women start preparing or thinking about a pregnancy a year prior what are the things that you can take off your plate? How can you reduce stress in your life? And think about this ahead. And I think that's really gonna help you. So another important aspect of a woman's fertility is a healthy endometrial lining. That's your uterine lining.
for optimal implantation of an embryo, but you also want to make sure you have the nutrients necessary to sustain and hold a pregnancy. And again, acupuncture is wonderful because it enhances blood flow to the uterus, to the ovaries, and it helps to support a healthy, lush endometrial lining. And it's also really fabulous for reducing stress. So when I hear women with symptoms of clotting and cramps, tender breast, acne, endometriosis, polycystic ovarian syndrome, autoimmune disorders like Hashimoto's, eczema, ulcerative colitis, I'm thinking inflammation. Inflammation is linked to infertility. And part of what I do in my preconception program or getting women ready to have a child is to address what could be causing these issues. So here are some of the factors that I explore with women. How a woman eats, what she's eating, and when she's eating has tremendous influence on her reproductive cycle. Diet. It's so crucial to have a nutrient-dense diet. I always say to women, think of yourself as having this amazing garden in your backyard, and you've just bought the most awesome tomatoes and zucchini and basil, and you plant all these beautiful uh, uh, vegetables and herbs in your backyard, and all of a sudden, in the, about two weeks, everything's starting to die. So you have a couple of options. You can go out and buy more plants, or you can fertilize the soil and then plant your lovely tomatoes and basil and zucchini. So you are like that garden, and what you eat is the fertilizer for your reproductive cycle. These are the nutrients that you need to have a healthy pregnancy. So that's why I really want to make sure that women have healthy fats in their diet, that they're getting olive oil and coconut oil and grass-fed butter in their diet, walnuts and pistachio nuts and macadamia nuts and almonds, healthy fats, lean proteins like grass-fed beef and pastured meats, cold water fish. We need those amino acids from our proteins. We need those omega-3s that help us have a healthy cycle, have healthy egg production and quality that allows for healthy hormone signaling. You know, I really follow the principles of Chinese medicine, and part of that is eating meat and fish is an important aspect of nourishing a woman's reproductive cycle. And over the years, I've worked with quite a few vegans and vegetarians, and, and I'm really proud of some of them for actually taking you know, the risk and deciding to eat meat and have fish. And actually, I find that this has helped a lot of women over the years to go on and, and get pregnant. I wish I could say that being vegetarian um, is the way to go with pregnancy, but for some women, it's just really important they have to honor what their body needs to create the nutrients that allow them to get pregnant and hold a pregnancy. Um, also, what's really important is to make sure that you're eating a lot of leafy greens. Leafy greens are high in folate. They allow for healthy cellular division and uh, genetic expression. Cruciferous vegetables are high in endol 3 carbonyl. They help you to uh, metabolize estrogen efficiently. And what's super important for women, and another principle of Chinese medicine, is to make sure that you're eating cooked vegetables. Cold vegetables, actually, or eating cold food, can make the uterus cold. 
And I, you know, think of the uterus as being a little incubator. You want to make sure that it's warm. But raw vegetables are actually quite difficult to uh, digest. As one of my Chinese teachers said, you're not a cow. You don't have a few stomachs. So I really encourage people saute and steam and roast your veggies. And also aim for about a pound of greens a day. People always ask me, how much should I be eating? And aim for a few cups of veggies with each meal. But if you're getting a pound of vegetables in, you're doing a really good job. Again, food is medicine, and it's really profound when you start making that shift in your diet. So there was uh, a study that came out from the Environmental Working Group. I love these people. They're a nonprofit group. They're kind of like the watchdogs of our environment and our food. They're the ones that are really speaking out against uh, Misantos and all the pesticides that they're using. And um, also speaking out against the EPA for not defending or speaking up for uh, what is right and just. But the Environmental Working Group did a study in 2009, and it was an umbilical cord study. And after I read this report, I knew it was crucial to place women on a detox program for two to four weeks prior to them uh, trying to conceive or go ahead and try to have a child. So in 2009, the Environmental Work Group conducted a really interesting study. They tested the uh, blood from 10 umbilical cords for toxic chemicals. And what they found were more than 230 industrial pollutants across all 10 samples. Among those um, that were in the cord, of every one of the 10 newborns where it was lead, mercury, and PCBs. So here's why they're so dangerous. And what this means is that babies today are being born with a toxic load. So according to the CDC, um, autism in the United States, the rate has gone up 15% uh, over the past two years from one in 68 to one in 59 children. And I'm sure it, it, you know, it's continuing to go up um, right now. But what that also means that today that one in 36 boys are born with autism. And each year, more than 4 billion pounds of chemical compounds are released into the environment. And an abundance of environmental agents combined with poor diet and nutrition can lead to an overburdened system. And this is why it's so important to put people on a detox. Part of that picture I want to add in, and I'll talk about detoxing in a moment. Since the late 1990s and the early 2000s, we introduced GMO and glyphosates. That's Roundup. And that's the herbicide that they're using um, to spray everything. Glyphosate breaks down the intestinal wall because it's not just an herbicide, it's an antibiotic. And what happens is that glyphosate, our intestinal wall is only one cell thick. And what happens, it starts to break that wall down, these tight junctions, and we start um, developing what is called leaky gut. And bacteria and undigested foods migrate across the gut into the general circulation, increasing systemic inflammation. 
also what happens with uh, glyphosate or Roundup. Um, it can also cross the, um, it can break down the blood-brain barrier and it allows toxins in food and water and environment into the brain. These are some of the reasons why I highly encourage every woman listening to this podcast to do a detox before she tries to get pregnant. You have that 90-day period where your, your follicles go on this incredible journey, and everything you do during those 90 days have, you know, the foods that you eat, the lifestyle choices that you make has tremendous influence on those follicles. But what I ask people to do, do the detox one month prior to that so that you're looking at a four-month period before you and your partner try to have a child. And if you do this, you're going to increase your chances for having healthy pregnancy and um, have a healthy baby, which is so important. And also you're going to reduce your risk actually later on in life in developing some health issues. Uh, because right now what we're seeing with um, glyphosates that we're seeing a higher incidence of Alzheimer's in women and a higher incidence of Parkinson's in men. So it's not just, and we could do a whole episode on this, and I will probably bring a guest on that we can talk about this in more detail. But the type of detox that I um, recommend for people is I put them on a medical powder um, shake and couple that with some supplements and a specific anti-inflammatory diet for two to four weeks. And it is amazing because it really starts to flush out the liver. I look at the liver as being the filter in the pool. And it starts to pull things out um, on a cellular level and also addressing a lot of what's going on in the gut. So when I'm working with women, I want to make sure that women are digesting their food. I want to make sure that they're assimilating the nutrients that they need for a healthy menstrual cycle. And I place women on an anti-inflammatory uh, fertility program. I do a lot of food sensitivity testing because I think it's really important. And what I find with a lot of women is that um, they have sensitivity to gluten, dairy, or eggs, or all three. And I've worked with a lot of women over the years, and it's really astonishing. Women that have tried to get pregnant were having such a difficulty once they eliminated foods that they had a sensitivity to. And once we put them on a detox and cleaned up, um, were able to really clean up their gut by um, addressing any uh, overgrowth of bacteria in the gut or yeast and then applying and giving them specific digestive enzymes and supplements. These women went on to have healthy kids. But it, I, I had one woman, really difficult time getting pregnant, and then we cut out gluten, and then the next month, or two, yeah, the next month she got pregnant in the cycle. So food has, and you know, why is gluten such an issue? Well, I feel part of it is that the hybridization of gluten, it's very, very difficult to digest and we just don't have the enzymes to break it down. And it's also for many people really contributing to a leaky gut. That's another episode that I could have and talk about further. So um, 
when I'm working with women, I use specific probiotics to kind of help re-inoculate the GI tract with really good bacteria because a child's microbiome is influenced by the mother's microbiome in utero. And it's also influenced by whether it's a vaginal birth or a C-section or whether a mother has nursed her child. So the integrity of your microbiome the quality of healthy bacteria in your gut influences your child's immune system and your child's overall health. And women that take probiotics during their pregnancy and while nursing, um, this was a Lancet study, I think that was done over 10 years ago, actually stated that women reduce their risk for allergies in their children by at least 50%. So basically, we inherit our mother's microbiomes. And I, I find it interesting. I have women that come in to see me, and they have a history of constipation. And then their mother has a history of constipation. And um, some of them have come in, and they're having difficulty having their second child, but their first child has constipation. So you have a few generations of in a family where the microbiome has been compromised. But that you can change that. And that's what I work on with women. I see a lot a lot of chronic constipation with a lot of uh, fertility issues and a lot of hormonal issues. Now, here's something interesting. Vitamin D. Some of the best D3 research in the United States comes from MUSC and uh, Dr. Carol Wagner. And she's done a lot of uh, research in the area of uh, women and fertility and uh, women in pregnancy, I should say. And what they've discovered is that women with low levels of vitamin D, it's associated with a higher rate of C-section, preterm births, preeclampsia, gestational diabetes, postpartum depression, infertility, and autism. So optimal levels of vitamin D that I like to see in women, it's not 30, it's 60. And it is so important for you to be able to reach those levels. And I was funny, I was um, at, with, at my sister's beach house and my brother was saying, well, how come people have low D? And I said, we, we're inside all the time. You know, we're not getting that same exposure that we did probably a few decades ago. So we can supplement that. I always have every single woman that comes in to see me uh, make sure that she has her D3 levels checked. When I'm working with women, I usually have them have their D3 levels checked. I want to make sure that they have their iron and their, their ferritin levels um, looked at. I also want to make sure that they have a full thyroid panel and that, to me, is it just boggles me um, because that seems to be a missing piece for a lot of people. So when you're having your thyroid checked, it's important to look at your TSH, your free T3, your free T4, reverse T3, antibodies, and TPOs. And I feel that it's really important, as a lot of people do, you want to make sure that your TSH is below 2 and closer to 1. But who's going to be able to really talk about this more in detail is a guest that I will have on. Her name is um, Brittany Henderson. She's an endocrinologist down here and an incredible, uh, she specializes in thyroid. 
and she will be on um, the Hormone Lifestyle Zone in a couple of episodes. So I'm really looking forward to having that conversation with her. But thyroid, I cannot tell you how many women that have had subclinical thyroid issues and they were never addressed until I came, they came into my office and I'm a, I'm a bit of a Nazi about thyroid and making sure that women have optimal levels. So here are the supplement recommendations that I would like to make for women uh, during that preconception phase. And you wanna make sure that you're taking an amazing prenatal vitamin. Again, I really highly recommend Plus One by Metagenics. You um, wanna have your D3 levels checked and taking the right amount of D3 for you, it could be 2,000, it could be 5,000, it could be 10,000. You'll know the amount that you need according to what your D3 levels are. And please spend the money and get a really super good probiotic, a multi-strain probiotic. Again, your baby's microbiome is a reflection of yours, so that's super important. I also recommend CoQ10. Um, 400 milligrams daily. It is an incredible uh, antioxidant that really can um, inhibit free radicals from in attacking um, the follicles, so it can improve uh, follicle integrity. And I love NAC, which is in uh, N acetylcysteine, is a precursor to glutathione. It's the mother antioxidant. And um, it actually has helped many women with polycystic ovarian syndrome who have insulin resistance. It helps promote ovulation. I actually put a lot of women on that that I see in my practice. And let's see, oh yes, I love myo-inositol. Myo-inositol rocks. And um, I recommend four milligrams daily. Myo-inositol improves egg quality, ovulation, insulin sensitivity, and for women that have PCOS, it helps to decrease serum testosterone levels. And next uh, podcast, I'm really delighted, I will be um, talking about polycystic ovarian syndrome. I have a wonderful guest who's a client of mine that will be on the show, and she's going to share her awesome story and how we've worked together and continue to work together. So I want to thank everyone for listening and would greatly appreciate if you would share this podcast with all the women in your life. You could make the difference. And if you have any questions, I would love to hear from you. Next week, I'll be starting Meg's Corner, and, and that is at the beginning of each podcast, I'll answer a question that someone has written in to me. And you can reach me, or if you'd like to work with me, just shoot me an email at megrichichi at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. So you've been listening to the Hormone Lifestyle Zone. You can subscribe, rate, review the show on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get a podcast. And until we meet next time, take good, good care and be mighty awesome.